And so I've made this decision, didn't think anything of it. I've gone there, I have these sinking feelings of regret and loneliness, sitting around all these couples at the pool where there's these double lounge chairs and I'm taking up one, so then it's odd odd numbers because there's one spare, but then a couple comes down and they can't sit by the pool and you feel really embarrassed because you're thinking, oh God, this is a couple's resort and I'm taking up like a double chair and it's all stressful and you think, why did I come here in the first <laughs> The most traumatic thoughts ever right welcome to the one up project money is fuel that that allows you to do things it doesn't need to be taboo what you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret go and find people who will give you advice for nothing this is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every monday this bit of content listening to this is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes you think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I feel at peace right now and really excited and really comforted by the fact that I get to talk to you all and I'm, I'm just, I love these times where I sit down and even though I know I'm talking at you right now, whether you're listening in the car or you're cleaning or you're working out, walking, whatever you're doing, I know that I'm about to talk at you for the next half an hour but it really does feel like I'm about to update an old friend on everything that's been going on and everything that's been I guess I've been thinking about within my own head and how that is then influencing the decisions I make and the experiences I have and what I learn moving forward. So this is the first episode I'm doing about the whole Bali traveling thing after my initial episode which was moving to Bali in the middle of a recession or why I'm doing that and so much has changed since then around my thoughts, around my experience, just so much. I think this was the start of an extremely unanticipated and shocking journey, like self-development journey for me. There were so many things that happened that I wasn't expecting and that I didn't like that were happening in my own head. And even just here in Bali, like I sort of knew what the Bali scene was like hearing from other people and their experiences of it but when you're here and you're experiencing it the culture shock I guess is kind of different in a way because you know you're speaking to the locals you see what's going on with them and what's happening in the community and you begin to develop your own opinions on what it's actually like here and if you're comfortable with that and that's something that's definitely still developing for me. But in this episode I wanted to more so get into the unexpected challenges of solo travel because that was the first thing I noticed that was different from what I anticipated it being like and it was ex- it was a big shock for me honestly. It was I was really thought that I was a spontaneous, extroverted, just adventurous freak. It turns out that I'm just a sensitive little being. So there are definitely lots of challenges or just like mindset uh, bumps in the road that I wasn't expecting. But before I get into that, I do just want to acknowledge the fact that I am incredibly lucky to have the freedom to travel with no financial or personal commitments keeping me in one place or keeping me in New Zealand and I do feel in many ways blessed and privileged to have the opportunity to do this. I think freedom is something I'll never 
well, no, I'm not going to say never because that's just not true. But freedom is something that I will try my hardest not to take for granted moving forward because it's this trip has really shown me that regardless of being on my own and maybe struggling with that, it's a pretty incredible thing to be able to decide every minute of the day what you want to do just based on exactly that, what you want to do. You know when people say, in your young years you should be as selfish as possible and I feel that's exactly how I'm living right now is very selfishly because I do have the ability to be able to do that and I um, really don't want to take that for granted because I know that often there are a lot of restrictions that can come around travel, whether they be financial or personal. So I did want to acknowledge the fact that I feel incredibly lucky to be here and and I think in the beginning there was like this fog surrounding me and I couldn't be grateful for things because I was too concerned with the fact that I felt like I'd just completely made the wrong decision and had no idea what I was doing with my life. To run you through how I felt, I, I suppose, I'll start from just, yeah, getting there. When I was waiting at Auckland Airport to get on the flight, I was definitely a little bit nervous. I, I was more excited and I ended up feeling worse as I got there but on the way there I was actually fine and there was a friend of mine on the same flight like the first one and the second one so that was really nice because he helped me to go through the airport because I hadn't really been in the international airport alone and sometimes I think it's nice to just have someone there to tell you where to go and all that kind of thing so he was really good that I think calmed my nerves a little bit and so on the plane, all good, we got there, we're in the airport, it hadn't really set in what was going on because it was just more of a process of let's get through the airport, let's get to this hotel and get to bed. I woke up on the first day and I just sort of like to get my bearings when I'm in a new place so I like to walk around and I, I tried to stay around the hotel for the first couple of days. So I was in a hotel for three days just to treat myself and just to like ease into it and then I was going to go into hostels but I think going into a resort for the first couple of days was didn't do me any favours because I was in a resort that was pretty much a couple's resort and I actually saw that on the website before booking it but I thought oh you know it'll be fine but actually when I'm there this sinking feeling of loneliness just took over my body a little bit more than I thought and I definitely felt pretty isolated like I thought this is so amazing and so gorgeous and wow I can't believe I'm in Asia first of all I've never been outside of uh, Australia and I've been to the US but that's it so to be in Asia is so exciting right now but I'm alone and it would be so nice if there was someone here to share it with me and I don't know why that kind of stuck in my head. And now I think about things a lot differently, but I'm just going to run you through the initial feelings I had so that I can tell you where I kind of got to with it. I, I had started to have these more sinking feelings about being alone and just what have I done. And leading up to making the decision to go to Bali took almost no thought and no emotional thought really either. I don't know what it is about me but I tend to make quite spontaneous decisions and I feel so so fine about them until it gets to when I've done it and then I think oh no why would I do that like I remember looking I was in my flat and I was looking 
at accommodation for Bali and potential costs and that kind of thing. And I just thought nothing of the fact that I was going to go alone. It was very much just like, oh, this will be this will be a fun, cool thing to do. And never even thought about feeling lonely or anything. And I don't know if that's a natural thing if people don't think. I just didn't think of the worst straight away, you know. And so I've made this decision, didn't think anything of it. I've gotten there, I have these sinking feelings of regret and loneliness, sitting around all these couples at the pool where there's these double lounge chairs and I'm taking up one so then it's odd odd numbers because there's one spare but then a couple comes down and they can't sit by the pool and you feel really embarrassed because you're thinking, oh God, this is a couple's resort and I'm taking up like a double chair and it's all stressful and you think, why did I come here in the first <laughs> The most dramatic thoughts ever right so those are kind of entering my mind and instantly I'm recognizing that this is happening and I'm thinking okay no stop 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 slow down why are you getting so caught up in your emotions about this and a rule of thumb I tend to go to when I start to feel emotional about things no matter what it is is I ask myself why why do you feel like this and then I track it back to what kind of insecurity or fear or limiting belief is actually at the root of whatever that feeling is because often that can make me feel a lot better about it if I know where it's coming from and then it feels less personal like I'm a failure or whatever because it's coming from something else and then I can try and give myself more positive affirmations or whatever around that thing so I'm trying to ask myself why but at the same time I'm not going deep enough with my thinking because I don't really want to think about it right now I just want to be busy and not think about the fact that I may have made a massive mistake kind of thing. And so those feelings stayed for definitely the first week continuously where I felt lonely, I felt isolated, I felt really within myself, like I didn't want to socialise at all and... It was so unlike me, and I think that was the scary part about it for me, was I thought, this is not Sarah, you know, this is not who you are. You're very outgoing, you love talking to people, it's your favourite thing in the world, hearing different perspectives. Why are you so nervous to talk to anyone and would just prefer to, you know, not do anything? It was strange, and I couldn't understand it and I think that's why I was struggling because I've done so much self-development that I felt like I really had a solid grasp on the person I was and to be confronted with all of these emotions that were so unfamiliar was a real shock for me and a little bit scary because I thought oh my god if I feel like this and I had no idea I was capable of feeling like this what else is hiding underneath there that I don't know and I know a lot of this is probably going to sound quite dramatic and over the top but I do just want to explain the full extent of my feelings because I would never want someone else to listen to this feeling the same way and think the way that they feel is dramatic because it's not. It's actually really real. When you're in the situation, it's confronting for anyone, for someone who thought they were really extroverted or someone who's naturally really shy and is making an incredibly brave decision by going out there and doing it. These feelings are super real and I never want to discredit that or anyone else's emotions so I want to give you the full extent of how I was feeling so I had those few days on my own probably not the best thing then I move into my first hostel super nervous honestly I was so nervous and it's weird because I run a podcast where I talk to people every week and I know what a good question to ask people is I know 
how to talk to people and have a conversation and I enjoy it. It's something I love doing and I'm confident in the person I was or at least that's what I thought and then I get to this hostel and I'm instantly intimidated right like I'm instantly scared of everyone I don't want to talk I'm just yeah I don't know it was strange and I think now on reflection it was a result of probably jealousy maybe you know feeling like other people were confident in their solo travel abilities or whatever and I wasn't and that intimidated me so as a result I would I got went in within myself more than I usually would because at this hostel there were all sorts of people people who were solo traveling for the first time people who've been traveling for the past year people who've done heaps of travel in the past and have just come back to start another round after COVID or whatever there was all sorts of travelers there people just on holidays people working you know there was there was everyone but I still felt like I couldn't fit in I guess I don't know like I couldn't be a part of of this group and it's a shame because I think that and I knew this at the time this was the worst part was that I was conscious of how these emotions were affecting me but I couldn't do anything to change the emotion for example you know I felt lonely isolated as a result I I became really quiet within myself didn't contribute to conversation much but I knew not doing that was going to result in me later thinking if you were just more present in that moment regardless of whether you contributed or not you would have enjoyed it a lot more and you would have felt more at peace and I knew that in the moment that the way I was feeling was affecting the possible memory I was going to take away from that but I couldn't do anything to change the emotion and it just felt really upsetting I don't even know how else to explain it the weird thing is I didn't really get that emotional I think I only cried once (laughs) and it was hardly even that much of a cry it was more just this really uncomfortable feeling of how we're going to get over this as quick as possible and that's a part of my personality that I think I need to address at some point but I'm very much like okay I've got a problem let's sort it out and let's fix it in this second or I'm not going to make it in the next hour kind of thing I'm very rushed to fix problems both with others and with myself and it's something that has worked to my detriment always and I think in this situation with hindsight what was really important to do when you feel frustrated with yourself because you feel a certain way is to just stop and let yourself feel that way and tell yourself it's actually okay that you feel like this right now if you want to go and watch Netflix and be by yourself just do it don't force yourself to be with other people because you feel like that's what you should be doing because it's not going to be a good experience doing that anyway but then there is a point where you you do need to push yourself in order to get past it. So don't let yourself mope, but allow yourself to sit in those emotions no matter what they are while you're still continuing to do the things that you want to do. So I didn't do that, obviously. I just forced myself to be, like a big thing for me was I've got to make friends, I've got to be social. It was like I was desperate to social. It was, oh my God, I, I'm embarrassed for myself. It was so strange. That worked in terms of meeting lots of people, but it didn't work in terms of making me feel better about those conversations or those communications. Something I try really hard to be is a conscious person and an active listener. And when I'm listening to someone, I'm really trying to, I guess, hear them from their perspective and not put my perspective onto things. And I couldn't do that for the life of me. All I was thinking about was what I was going to say next in the conversation. There was nothing about how could I 
how like who is this person and what is their experience and what am I learning from that that was there was none of that thought pattern it was very much like you're saying this what am I saying next which isn't being an active listener whatsoever over time though something that I think really helped was opening up about that to some of the people who are traveling because a benefit of hostels is that 90% of the people are traveling solo so you are most definitely not alone in in the sense of what you're doing there's so many other people doing the same thing or who have done it before and that's why they feel comfortable to come to a hostel and then there's lots of people who aren't doing it but talking to the people who had done it before was really interesting because they really helped to validate the way I feel some of the quotes from people I spoke to about it that I found really helpful and I can remember now were I I remember this conversation only a little bit, but I remember this line specifically. And the girl said to me, just keep your heart open. And I've always remembered that now when I'm doing things or talking to people or feel nervous in a new environment. I just think, look, just keep your heart open and be the most authentic version of yourself. And then you're living true to who you are. And that's all that anyone and yourself can ask of you. So keeping my heart open I think was a really nice thing to hear and a reminder which I've definitely kept all the way through. Other conversations with people where they were just saying that they feel the exact same or saying, oh, everyone feels like that when they first do this. And it stays the same for every new place you visit to which I was like, are you kidding? I'm going to go through this again. But yeah, they really reassured me that it's normal when other people feel like that and to the One Up Project audience's credit as well, on Instagram I received some of the most beautiful empathetic messages ever that I all screenshotted all of them and referred back to them and they've helped me so much so thank you for that as well. So talking to people was a massive part of feeling better and feeling like I was growing through it. And the weird thing is that I love being alone like I'm so more than happy to be alone but for the first part of this trip if I was alone in my mind that meant that I'd failed at socializing and making friends and therefore I was a worthless person I wasn't saying this exactly but that was the thought pattern and then that's kind of the the thing that you reaffirm in your mind I'm just speeding up the the process for the sake of the podcast but that was how I was sort of thinking and so if I went out to dinner and I was seeing groups of people at dinner or couples or whatever I would think if only I had if I could have made a friend but I can't and (laughs) which is just the stupidest thing because I love being alone and also I'm a friendly person I could make a friend if I wanted to but it was just this weird internal battle constantly with myself I couldn't just let myself be present at a dinner alone whereas now I'm at a point Going out for dinner alone is amazing. I read my book. I love it. I feel so satisfied and I end the night happy person. So the development there, I think, has been not putting pressure on myself to be anyone at any certain time, keeping my heart open and enjoying the moment for what it is as opposed to wishing it was something else. You may have caught this theme already throughout the episode, but there's a lot of me telling myself that there's things I should be doing. Why do we always tell ourselves that there's a should in life, that we should be doing this job, that we should be making this decision, that we should be talking to this person or have this opinion? I am sick of this I should be mentality that I was giving to myself. And I've done it a lot throughout life generally, but it was so much more prevalent 
here because I think it was just a new experience. I wasn't sure what to expect. And then, but I had in my head the idea of what it should be, right? Like it should be this magnificent, life-changing exploration of self and others where I have the these amazing memories with people and make best friends for life and I think this was just this built up expectation as a result of watching way too many TikToks and just hearing people's highlights only because no one really spoke about any challenges right (laughs) like people if I was talking to someone about solo travel or travel in general people would say it was the best time of my life like take me back you know it was always amazing and so I just had this thing in my head that instantly the like day one it's going to be amazing and then when I think that this fairy tale I created in my head wasn't happening from the first minute I got there I was disappointed which is a toxic mindset to have right a super toxic mindset I think actually because not every second is going to be this thrilling adventure and you have to be able to love the moments where it's calm and where things aren't happening and where you are your own best friend and you're loving your own company. And I, for some reason, couldn't do that. It's so easy to make homes and places and people and things. And there's not a lot of focus on making a home within yourself. And that's something I really have been trying to work on. Because I would like to say that before, you know, being inside my own head was chaotic. But at the same time... I was pretty reassuring of my own feelings. Like I tried my hardest never to invalidate how I felt because I would never want someone else to feel invalidated by the way I invalidate myself. That's always my motivation to to be kind to myself is if someone else heard me saying this and they were influenced by it, that would really hurt me. So I need to think about how I'm talking to myself. So that was how I felt like I was. And then when I got here, I was having all these negative thoughts and emotions and it just hurt me that I had started turning on myself essentially and so now I've been working to kind of bring back those elements of what it means to be your own best friend and I think in just a stronger way really. I can already tell if I was to go back to New Zealand I think I would even now be able to do so many more things with less of an ego, with less insecurity because I've had to drop a lot of that in order to face some of the things I didn't want to face while I was here internally. Another thing I struggled with was just the short-term relationship situation. And this is, again, because I was putting pressure on myself for what these relationships should be. So here there's a massive culture of people are in a place for three days and they're gone, right? Like in a hostel. I stayed in a hostel for two weeks and every time I told someone that, that their reaction was, whoa, so you're here for ages. Like that was, you know... A long time three to four days was about average slash kind of long so you're making uh these I don't want I don't know if they're friendships or relationships you're having these conversations with people and developing these possible friendships or relationships and then they're gone they're taken away from you and I just struggled with that so much because I I don't know I think I felt like am I putting all this energy into people for them to just leave (laughs) But it was important for me to understand that that wasn't the purpose of what you're doing. You're not putting in energy for it to be something. You're putting in energy because you are treating people well and you want to learn from them and you want to hear their perspective. It's not necessarily because they're going to be your best friend for life, but because they might teach you something in that conversation. 
Or they might teach you nothing and offer you a laugh. Or you might hate the conversation. And that's fine too. So changing what these short-term relationships meant to me and what I thought in my head they all should be and not putting pressure on myself to make everything something. Not everyone is supposed to be in your life for years and years and years. Sometimes it's the most beautiful thing to have those very short-term conversations with someone where what they said meant something to you and you never see them again. And, And that is kind of the nature of this whole thing. Even today I had a conversation with this guy just so randomly we started talking because that's what happens here. You just get into the most random conversations that you're not even expecting. And who knows if I'll ever see him again, but I really enjoyed his perspective. (laughs) And that that was that. I feel like he taught me something. I loved that conversation and that was the end of that. You know, it was just so, it's, that's something I've really struggled with, but I guess something I'm seeing the beauty in now for sure. You also kind of learn what where you thrive or, or what you enjoy more. I love a one-on-one chat a lot more than I love a group conversation. The conversation gets deeper. People feel like they can be more vulnerable. Of course, you know, that means a lot to me to have this type of conversation. So I enjoy the one-on-one chats more. But there's a place for everything. And that's what I'm accepting is that not everything has to be this and it has to be that. Everything has a place and value and you accept it for what it is, not what you wish it was. So now when I'm trying to deal with all of these ways I feel, I I try to ask myself a couple of questions. I've also been journaling, which honestly has been so amazing. I've never really had a resource that I kept just for me and that I knew no one else was going to see or read, but that I could just put all of my most horrible or positive or cringy or whatever thoughts in and no no one was going to read it and so that's been amazing for me and I don't necessarily have prompts I kind of only write when I feel like it which tends to be every couple of days at this point there are some questions though I will ask myself in the moment if I'm feeling any type of way to to work through it so a few of those are are you doing this because you want to or because you think you should and really thinking about that Trying to make sure nothing I do is pressured by what I think I should be doing and is coming as a result of what I want to be a part of this experience. The next thing is, are you appreciating the present moment or aware of the fog that potentially surrounds it? I describe it as this fog because it's just a really great example. It really describes how I feel it, how I see it in my mind. is like this fog around me. So... Am I sitting here appreciating the present moment? One of my friends here, we were at the beach watching the sunset the other day and she just stopped and was like, can we just take a second to appreciate that we're here in Bali and we're watching the sunset and just be present in this moment? And I just turned and smiled because I so appreciated her saying that and it really did help me stop and think about it. And I think it's important whether it's someone else holding you accountable or yourself holding you accountable that you do that. The next one is to ask myself why I feel a certain way. Have some introspective thoughts. So I mentioned this earlier in the episode that I I like to ask myself why. Do the why exercises and move back to figure out what the core insecurity, fear or limiting belief is that sits uh, at the start of that thought. A few things that I did that I think really helped bring me back to the person I was and kind of establish the learnings from a lot of these experiences was that I journaled writing a list of the things that make me, me. And this was the most simple list ever. The first thing on the list was getting my nails done. So that was just the first thing that came to my head. 
and then the next thing was reading and I don't know what, what the other ones were after that, but they're all the most simple things ever. And so that was an amazing reminder that, you know, you don't need anything. You just need these simple things in your life to really be happy and you can access those here, which is a huge blessing. So then I would go and do those things and, you know, tell myself it's okay to watch Netflix a couple of times, even though I'm in such an amazing, incredible place. This guy I met at a co-working space, he was saying that he needed, he had just gone out and socialised for the first three weeks or something of being here and he really needed some space. He spent two weeks inside watching Korean dramas on Netflix and he was like, yeah, I just watched K-dramas for two weeks straight and it was the best thing ever. And it just reminded me that it's totally okay to do that as well, which I appreciated learning from him. The last thing, and this can often be very hard to do, but and it's definitely not something that I feel fully comfortable doing either, which I think was a shame for me to realise because I'm such a huge advocate for it, and that's reaching out to people. I don't know why I kind of struggled to do that. And the first person I, well, the first people I reached out to about it was you guys. <laughs> You guys are the first people I reached out to about it and you did not disappoint me, that's for sure. Really, really helped me. So I do want to thank you a million times over for that. And then after reaching out to you guys, I reached out to the people in my life that I trust and they really helped me work through that as well, which was a massive testament to the people they are. Reaching out to people was a massive contributor to helping me feel a lot better. And that's where I'm sitting now, like, Guaranteed, I have not learned all the things I'm going to learn as a result of these challenges and experiences. I know that so much more will come from this moving forward. And now I'm more excited by the things I'm about to learn and the things I'm about to go through as opposed to scared of it. I think that's really where it came from. A lot of, I was scared to, I don't even know. And that's the thing, I'm going to keep realizing, realizing things as I move through. Once again, it's an incredible beyond incredible opportunity for me to be here and to have the space to experience those emotions and I feel extremely grateful to have people that can understand and can validate and be empathetic of those feelings. Suksama, that is thank you in Balinese for listening and I'm looking forward to doing a lot more episodes as we continue. I've already got a whole list of solo ones I want to do underneath that. Of course if you have any Thing you want me to talk about please please message me I would actually love that I would love to hear from you first of all but I would also just love to have your recommendation if you're listening to this and you've gotten to the end and you're about to travel for the first time or you're currently traveling and you have some of these emotions please know that you are not alone and it is hard to feel those at the start but hopefully you can allow yourself to sit in that and validate your own emotions give yourself some empathy do the things that you want to do and keep your heart open to new experiences to new people and I hope that it becomes magical for you all right thank you guys for listening I can't wait to catch up with you soon and I'll see you in the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.